What's up, dude? Not too much. How you doing? Hey, welcome to Slurred Speech. It's been a minute since we've uh, gotten together. Um, it's almost like we have lives and stuff, and we do stuff outside of just getting nope, together. This new... is it. This is it. This is all I've got going for me. Oh, need, this is it. This is it. We need to keep these going more. You don't have a job or anything? Nope. 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 Me Quit. neither. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, sometimes I work late, you know, and um, sometimes we have other things. Do you have something to do after this? Yeah, playing some D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Speaking of which, I saw a nice Ground Zero sticker on my way over here today. Did you? Yep. Uh, Ground Zero. What did he say to me yesterday? I don't know. We. He, oh, I walk in the Ground Zero. He goes, man, you look like shit. And I'm like, that's amazing because I feel great today. <laughs> I had, it was because I didn't shower or nothing, you know. What I, like I was, I came in with. It's always weird when you're having a good day and somebody's just like, "You look like crap. You okay?" Like, well, yeah. Or you're, or you're like, "Man, you look tired." Well, I, that's wild because I slept all night last night. <laughs> you know, it's like when, I slept too much. It's like when someone's like tells a lady, "Like, are you pregnant or how far along are you?" Jesus. So I'm I got, a man, first of all. <laughs> so I gotta ask. Uh, where are you at with uh, the government ca- trying to cancel Dungeons and Dragons in the '80s? I think it's okay because I've really been delving into Satanism um, and sacrificing small animals. And, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons itself is is kind of got me thinking of that next level of people. Did you know at one time Dungeons and Dragons, uh, (laughs) the religious groups tried to say that they were a gang. So -hmm. are you guys a gang? Oh, yeah. My gang is a gang. Your gang's a gang. But are you a gang with other Dungeons and Dragons people? Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of turf wars going on. <laughs> like, inside the game or outside the game? Outside the game. Outside the yeah, game. Yeah, no, yeah. You gotta compare, like, how'd you, how'd you do on the Waterdeep module? Oh, my gang would totally beat your gang up, and we'll prove it in real life. And these are totally made-up stories that the DM makes, right? Uh, there's, there's, I mean, you can do that, and so they have these larger worlds that you can kind of go in, but at the same time, there are, like, there are characters that are... In certain cities and things like so, there are there's like this there's a what you call a module where it essentially has written the story for you and a lot of different plot points. Okay, and then you kind of just drop your characters into that world, and then your dungeon master can, you know, based on this the, the group's actions, usually there's kind of like an underlying theme of it. So you've got to figure out who stole all of this this money from the city, or you got to hunt down this one vampire. But at the same time, your group can always just be like. Fuck that, and just go do whatever you want to so do. So, what color do rag do you wear? Color do um, I I usually try and get see it'll change campaign to campaign though. No, I mean outside of campaigns because you guys are gangs. That does it too because I mean, <laughs> so many people are all about the accessories. That's it's dude, it's it's huge, and I don't get it. I'm just there to have some fun with my dudes, like yeah. make characters and do all this stuff. But like, man, they want like. A custom set of dice for every character that they have. So, have you ever rolled up to another house and did a drive by? And I don't mean in Dungeons. Oh yeah, in real life. we just threw a whole bunch of D fours <laughs> at them, and those are you threw a bunch of D fours. Yeah, those are little uh, triangle, little pyramids. So those will like really hurt when you step on them, <laughs> like Legos. Yeah, or... so you, you try and get a window crack, and then they come out and investigate, and you hear ah. That's oh. when you, you like peel around the block, and then you hear well, ah, and you do like stepped on one. <laughs> Man, those ga- the gang life must be tough. <laughs> and if you're feeling real saucy, you can give out your positions. Be like, Aldrich Blast! <laughs> and then they know you hit them. You know what also made me laugh was, uh, like, 
you throw those dice at them? And they would come out and say, like, ah, man, I can't believe. Oh, man, this dice, they rolled a four. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it depends what kind of dice you're using. Because oh. there's there's a D4, that would be your highest roll. But if you're rolling an attack with a D20, a four is pretty How bad. How long have you been doing D&D for? Just over a year, I think, at this point. Maybe, like, the November before last November. Did you do it? So, yeah, did you ever play before getting no, into the group? No, I kn- nothing. I knew nothing about so it. So how really. did you get into it? I'm just just a friend that was trying to get a group together to play, and they offered to let me play because I don't think I think they had had uh, one person in the group that we actually play with now. He used to kind of be their guy, and they would have like eight to twelve hour sessions on Sundays. Oh wow! Um, and then it was it was some other newer people looking into kind of dungeon master. And I'm totally the nerd shit. And I tried getting Dungeons and Dragons with you. And I've created a character, and I'll never forget. I'm like, well, why don't we run through? Because I hadn't done it since I was like 10, 11 mm-hmm. years old. So I'm like, I'll never forget me and you were like, wow. I was like, hey, man, why don't you be a fake DM? And I, and like, I totally failed. You're like, all right, these guys accidentally drop a beer on you. I'm like, kill them. <laughs> yeah. I dropped you into a city setting. I yeah. could have dropped you into a dungeon. Because I did basically what the one guy, how he taught me to do it. And he put me in like a little dungeon and there were just like four guys there. I put you in a city and you're like, I fucked this guy up at the bar. And then I was like, okay. And then, oh, he's got a bunch of friends there and now they fuck you up. I'm like, nope, that's not how it works. <laughs> well, uh, no, I actually, I made those guys just super, just like regular people to bar. So I remember you fucked them up. But then eventually like. Someone got out, and he ran and got the guards, <laughs> and they dragged you away. Like, cool. Yep. But, like, that's a thing that would happen in Dungeons. Like, you can get arrested, and then you find a way to break out, or, you know, the, if the you person running your campaign, Dra- can, the city can give you a quest to fucking earn your freedom. When I hear the funny part, my Dungeon and Dragons story was how I started playing was there was a family down the street that went to the same church as us, and we spent the night there. And the older brother... um within the Dungeons and Dragons and, and was trying to do a game with us. And we did a game with us. But it was just really wild because the church we went to was super hardcore Southern Baptist. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that was your intro to D&D. That was my intro to D&D. Do you know what version it was? Oh, this was... You get, I mean, I'm talking... 3, 3.5. You don't even... No, I was 10 years old. I gotcha. No, yeah. It seemed like that used to actually be harder to do, especially the original, which I, they probably would have been off the original by then, but it was like... The way to like keep track of how you hit people and armor classes were all di- like I don't know. It just seems like it was hard to do. They and you were do... negative numbers and stuff. Now it's basically you build your like your person will have a natural ability to defend themselves, and then you can add armor to it. You wear different kinds of armor. You can take shields, which would take up one of your hands all the time, but it gives you like a plus two to your AC. And then everybody has an attack bonus. And then you roll your d20 for an attack, and you add your attack bonus, and if it hits their AC, you hit them, and if not, you don't. So it's not like uh, Call of Duty where everything is in your fake big backpack. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, the only thing I'm thinking li- about is... We're a little loose on that. I, uh, Most okay. people are. Uh, I've tried to be better, and it's... I, I don't know. My One of the, the, the guys that runs games has kind of told me, like, hey, you can't just, like... Because the whole thing is an attack round lasts six seconds. In game, it's supposed to last six seconds when you're in this thing called initiative, which means you're actually in a fight. And everybody's going through their their turn-based, their ordered turn. So, like, you wouldn't be able to, like, put your sword away and then pull out your crossbow and then shoot the crossbow and then 
pull your shield back out so you can defend yourself. So there's rules to do all that, but a lot of the times nobody's really worried about it when hmm. you have, because technically if you're casting a spell, you should stow your sheet, your sword, and so you have the free hand to do your little magical hand gestures and shit, and then you can pull it right back. Because I always so laugh like it Grand, hurt you, like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, like. You have these infinite, you know, and so you're running around with no, you know, yeah. just your hands out. And you're throwing, you're throwing hands, and then you run into some. You're like, I'm gonna pull out my rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, and that is kind of a thing because you you can carry up to like two. It's kind of like you would think, uh, like in Mon- Monty Python or something like that. Like you have these huge, like 200 pound things. You're carrying everything around, right. and in a normal fight, like they do, they've they've kind of written that stuff in because you have like. Compound component pouches, so you'd be like Batman. You know what I mean? When you need to pull out the sliver of a mirror to as a spell component, you would just be like, "That's where that is." I use it all the time. But at the same time, sometimes you're doing something. Somebody's like, "Uh, I think I have like a vial of oil in my inventory." <laughs> so I pull that out and I throw it at them and then light it on fire. You're like, you wouldn't know where that is in your pack. That's yeah. not a thing you hold on to. I thought you were going to say they're going to make a salad. Pull out my oil. <laughs> And then I got some vinegar and these herbs here, right here. Uh, no. It kind of that made me laugh because I think I was reading something um, about D and D being the the government went or not the government, the I guess the government went after it in the eighties, you know, saying Satanist and everything. Oh yeah. And then when was the Christians? P- they were the original cancel culture. Yeah. And then when was PRMC? Do you remember? P- because I always I I, I laughed because. Then there was the PRMC hearings with uh, Joe Biafra from. That was uh, in. That had to be in the eighties. So it was the same around the same time. So it was like the government was attacking like Dungeons and Dragon, Dungeons and Dragons, and then music like the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, that and, was the big one. That's the one that kind of got all the hype. Yes, because you had you had people. Him, like, then they had Twisted Sister D. Snyder was there. Yeah, yeah, and that was and Frank Zappa was there. And then Frank Zappa actually, re- you know, what's hilarious about Frank Zappa. He after, made an album out of the hearings. Yes. Well, not only that, he made an album. That got the the, the 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 flag, the parental advisory flag, but it was a a, a a jazz album with no lyrics, but all the all the titles of the songs were like "I'm gonna come in your mouth" or "No, I promise not to come in your mouth" and like yeah, "I promise yeah. the shit on your chest," you know, like yeah. And he literally said no words. It was like almost I don't want to say freeform jazz, but it was just jazz. But they flagged that album because, and I think it was like not every title was something crazy, but one of them was "I Promise Not to Come in Your Mouth." Yeah, so, yeah, I remember there were like two or three, one specific, where like, of course they flagged it. Yes, and then uh, and my favorite part about that was so first of all, D. Snyder comes off. You know, everyone thinks this guy's gonna be this long-haired heavy metal freak, and he comes off fucking super smart. And then John Denver shows up. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks John Denver is gonna be like. You know, Rocky Mountain High, that guy's going to be like, oh, music should not be. Yeah, it should be like that. should be people telling tales. And he was the complete opposite. He was like, no, let these people say whatever they want. I have voices. I just happen to be a fairly clean country voice. But if I wanted to be a scum fuck in an alleyway somewhere (laughs) talking about how I beat women up, like you should probably allow it. And the Dead Kennedys, you know what the Dead Kennedys got in trouble for? So they hired a, I was going to say German, but I don't know what he was. But he was an artist, and on one of their their last album together, because they broke up after the PRMC uh, stuff, uh, the Dead Kennedys they hired an artist who did a bunch of album work on the inside. Mm-hmm. Remember albums and mm-hmm. yeah. um, the artwork? There was a bunch of penises in it, like on the inside after you bought it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it wasn't like it was not that grotesque, you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah, I don't know. 
So and so that's when they got into trouble because they like they didn't curse. I mean, they curse. I mean, they had too drunk to fuck and you know like yeah. the, the songs like that. But it was never like they were the. Uh, they I were, could never tell what Jello Biafra was saying anyway. Really? <laughs> I remember someone. I remember I was listening to the Dead Kennedys going down to. I was going down to uh, West Virginia to watch some MMA fights. I was driving down. And I was riding with some guy who I knew but didn't know that well. But he was like, I want to ride. I'll give you gas money. I'm like, oh, yeah. Pay for the gas. I'll, I'll drive. And I put on Dead Kennedys. He goes, man, this lead singer is totally ripping off System of a Down. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. Like, this guy sounds exactly like the guy from System of a Down. I go, yeah, you realize this band's from like 77, right? <laughs> like, yeah. No. And the other funny part about that was someone's like, I can't, I because I, I watch a lot about that because I'm really into music. It was like uh, the one guy goes, I can't believe you attacked Al Gore's wife like that. And uh, I, it might have been D. Snyder. He's like, I'm not attacking uh, Senator Al Gore's or whatever he was, mm-hmm. Al Gore's wife. I'm attacking a member of the PRMC. Yeah. And if you can't disassociate that, then you need to go fly a kite. Yep. That was a weird thing to think about. Why did, why did, where did that come from? Uh, censorship of Dungeons and Dragons. Right, but I'm just like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of useless knowledge. I don't know if that's like an idea. No, that was like a, that was a huge kind of tipping point in American culture. That was a very, that's probably in our lifetime, one of the biggest like free speech kind of things that was going on. Well, do you remember getting that? We were too young for it to really understand, but right, I've but grown the, to appreciate that. But since. in the 90s, do you remember seeing an album with like that logo on it? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I had pretty much uh, couldn't get those for a little while. I remember getting Beastie Boys Intergalactic, and it didn't have the thing on it. And my mom was like, I still want to listen to it. And she listened to it, and she couldn't understand. Like, she just, like, like her, my mom and my dad won't listen to it, and my mom didn't care. But my dad wasn't upset about lyrics. I mean, they in Intergalactic, uh-huh. they rapped about uh-huh. space robots. My dad was more upset than I was listening to rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like... Yeah. Why why are you listening to this? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I, you know. Yeah, no, I think like one of the first times I ever asked for things, my mom was like, there's a parental advisory. And I don't know if it was a primus. It might have even, I, I hate to say I asked for it, but I got the chocolate scarf, starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Did you, before. when did you find out what that meant, that title? I don't know. It wasn't too long after it came. It was probably after I got it. So I didn't realize that title until like someone, <laughs> I remember it was like 10 years later, someone's like, that's, you know what that title means, right? I'm like, nah, it's, it's a stupid limp. Yeah. yeah. I, I got with the hot dog flavored water. I didn't really know chocolate starfish was about buttholes. Yeah. For a little while after. But yeah, my mom was just like, no parental advisories. And then at some point, like, I think I remember there was like a sticker on like a black Sabbath album or something like that. And she's like on black Sabbath. I was like, yeah, mom, it's just like, they just do it. Yep. It's anything that could be bad. And she's like, well, that's not bad. I listened to that. I was like, exactly. <laughs> this is exactly. Do I I'm not going to go murder people because Dude, I'm so, listening to a Godsmack album. So I remember like, at one point my parents went through my CD collection and ooh. I had three typo negative t- CDs. Right. And I had, so this was when you would take your CD collection, you would take the CDs out of the thing, out of the little case and put the pamphlet. You remember that? You put. I, I mean, I did this, and I put the pamphlet of the CD over the CD, uh-huh. and three of the typo negative ones. It was like, um, the first two they didn't really care about, but the one was called uh, was the Bloody Kisses, 
and they had two v- lesbian vampires kissing. Mm. And then my parents listened to this, and like they couldn't even listen to it because they didn't like it. And, like I still like type one negative. I still jam a bunch of their songs. I mean, but it was just like you know that such like. I am a vampire, and this is my music. You know what I mean? I remember my parents being like, we don't know how you listen to this. Whatever. This is garbage. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> Not because it's immoral, but because it's trash. And then they found, I had a, um, there's a band called 999, which was an English punk band. And my dad goes, that's 666, upside down. And he was going over and over. And over. Holy shit, it is. Yeah. But then I found out 999 is also 911 in England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But I didn't find that out until like five years later until I went to England for the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my dad was all freaked out because he was a satanic band. They weren't satanic. They say nothing about, about English culture. Oh, man. I wasn't allowed to listen to 999 anymore. And they're a, that fucking... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just 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 popped into my mind because you just mentioned England. You ever watched Hard Day's Night? Uh, the Beatles film? Yeah. Um, a long time ago. I don't really recall it. Yeah. Okay. Why? I just recently watched it. It was bad, not, good, not, not and different. Good. Well, all it was the... like cheeky old British humor. A lot of the Beatles films, <laughs> I watched all of them, and I all thought the same thing. Like they weren't very good. It was like f- bad acting. Yeah, bad exactly. comedy. Well, you think about it, it was basically a boy band movie. Yes, yeah. it would be like yeah, the In Sync movie or the obviously different levels of talent because Justin Timberlake is the most talented of all of them, but the Beatles are a little bit more talented than In Sync. I'll, I'll give them that musically. Yeah, <laughs> except for Ringo, I don't know where Ringo came from. Rick. <laughs> Ringo was like the straight man in the in the movie. It was so weird. Did you ever hear they're like, is Ringo the best? Some so an interviewer asked uh, John or Paul, is like, is Ringo the best drummer in the world? They're like, Ringo's not the best drummer in the band. <laughs> Poor Ringo, man. Poor Ringo. And the, no, that was George Harrison, right? That the guy escaped the or got over the fence and stabbed George Harrison a bunch of times. Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Really recall it actually because Ringo and Paul are still alive, obviously. And I think one of the guys <clears throat> went to attack George Harrison and stabbed a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and he made it. Have you ever? So this was a thing recently too. Uh, Mon has uh, like a Beatles station on her Sirius XM or something like that. Yep. And one night they were doing a theme, and it was like uh, I think it was all songs that Ringo or not Ringo, but George was like lead vocalist on. Okay. And, like, every second or third song, there would just be some, like, weird noise happening throughout the song. And I'd be like, did George write that? Or is that, like, John pissed off that they're doing a George song? And he's just like, I'm going to make this weird noise. Do you remember what the weird noise was? It? Like The one time I thought it was, like, a keyboard of some sort. And, and Monica's like, no, that's just a guitar sound. And it was weird. It was such a weird noise I could not figure out whether it was guitar or, like, that's a really. I good... don't think that they used really. I don't remember them really using. I mean, they used piano, but well, it didn't they sound used like keyboard. Pe- you know, it's, uh, you know who Billy Preston is, mm-hmm. and so Billy Preston was their keyboard for a bunch yeah. of albums because he's yeah. considered the greatest. Like not greatest, but he considered at the time a really. Yeah, great but it, one. Was, it was just like this, this like progression, and I couldn't tell if it was a chord progression that was going on, or it was like again a few different notes being played. But it was like it was offbeat. It just didn't fit with. There was one song specifically, like there was one that, like a few songs before, and I was like, "What is that?" And then it happened like two songs later, but it was so bad. It was offbeat. It was just a weird noise. It didn't fit with the song whatsoever. And I'm sitting there like, 
did George? I was like, is John just fucking with him? Like, because he has nothing to do on this song, or is he just like doing something to do something? And then she's well, like, well, maybe George wrote it. And I was like, I've listened to some George solo, but that's years later. So. Well, a lot of George, the stuff like if George sang, I think he wrote it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they yeah. didn't want to do it. It's I. I, I always if, felt like they didn't want to sing on his songs. Well, it's possible, but I, I mean, don't. Maybe that was actually respect. I don't know like, if you hey, can tell by this room, but I'm not really into music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not a I, you. I'd say you really like the Beatles. You're not a homer, though. No, no, no. I, I like the Beatles. Uh, the early stuff is dope. Like it was it pretty is. raw. Revolvers neat. Revolvers neat. White album's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found white album to be like like. It went all over Rocky Raccoon. You, you have on the same album, you have Rocky Raccoon and Helter Skelter, yeah. right? And so, and Helter Skelter is supposedly the um, them responding to the Who, saying the, the Who saying they're the heaviest metalist band, and, and that yeah. wasn't a term yet. But and then Helter Skelter. But I, I love the White Album. Do you ever see the video of John and Chuck Berry on the same stage jamming, and uh, Yoko's on stage and they're jamming, they're having a good time, and she starts making these weird noises. <laughs> Of course she did. And like, I Bill Burr was. I, I haven't seen that, but I've seen like jam sessions going on where Yoko's just doing that. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. But you could see the look. So it's Bill Burr was talking about it. He, he, you see the look on both John and Chuck Berry's face. But Chuck Berry's like, you know, because Chuck Berry was kind of a disgusting. Well, he was a disgusting human. He looked. I at can't her. kiss you. You got piss on you. <laughs> God, I love that Chuck Berry video. <laughs> he had the he had the pcam in that his restaurant. Do you yeah. ever know that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but there's a video. That she starts doing her thing, and Chuck looks over at John like. And the only thing I can think of is John is like he's like uh, ten years younger than Chuck Berry, and Chuck Berry's a guitar god, you know. Yeah. And he's all John. All I can think of is John's like, I am playing with my one of my heroes, and this girl's going over there going. Ah! He's so embarrassed. So embarrassed, dude. <laughs> he broke up the Beatles for her. He did. Yeah. And they laid in the bed and did uh, a lot of weird stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't know about their sexual stuff, but they were in that bed and what was that? I don't know. They protest. Yeah, that picture was taken like, wasn't that like within a day or two of him dying? The like famous Not really sure. cover. Not really sure. There's a lot of pick because uh, there was also yeah. I'm not really sure to be honest with you, because um, his old death that that was pretty uh, wild. Oh, it yeah. wasn't like a Hendrix or Keith Moon or mm-hmm. a uh, Bon Scott. Who bummed you out the most when they died? Wh- who's the artist that died Recently? that you were like, no, a- ever? And well, that's Jim- the thing. That's- well, Jimmy, because you know I'm a huge Jimmy fan. Yeah. Um. Recently, stuff has gotten set. What about you? Lane Staley, Allison Chains. They yeah. were like they were that band for me in high school that, you know, wasn't really on a lot of people's radar. That I mean, it's weird to say because they were all over the radio, but at the same time, nobody was like, "I'm an Allison Chains fan." Like I was, I had all their albums, and he he OD'd probably when I was like sixteen or seventeen. If no, was, I think he killed himself actually. If it was a recent or thing, it was not. If it was a recent thing, it would probably be Sublime, like because. I'm still a huge Sublime fan. I was a big Sublime fan. Like, in the 90s, I was young. I mean, but, like, I still liked Sublime. And mm-hmm. all my buddies liked them. And then they were like, I remember my older brother being like, yeah. I'm like, when's the next Sublime CD coming out? He's like, there's not another next Sublime CD. I'm like, why not? They're like, the one guy died. I'm like, we'll replace him. Well, that, you know, I didn't know that's not. Yeah. Uh, some people do that. Some people don't. Speaking of people passing away, um, we lost Joe Tate. Yep. 
Um, I spent many nights, I worked uh, a machining job. Um, a lot of times it was all mostly almost nights. And uh, didn't know TV, obviously. I'm in a warehouse mm-hmm. running, or a, a machine shop running a CNC. And we all had our own radios. And it was funny because most everybody, when the calves were on, they listened to their their the calves. And it was Joe Tate. Yeah. And, uh, I put something on Twitter. It was like, uh, you know, I listened to Joe. I mean, I, I lived on that guy's every word for oh, yeah. like, six months, you know, working yeah. second shift or third He's shift. An incredible announcer. And then we also lost um, uh, Michael Stanley. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. And not that I was a huge Michael Stanley fan, but like you get out of Cleveland, then you move some. You moved on to Cincinnati. No, 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 no. What I, what I mean by is, <laughs> I love Michael Stanley. Okay, he and Lover is a song that I mean, the the former you know the wild card and I we would put on Michael Stanley and. And we would jam on Saturday nights, you know what I mean? And uh, drinking in the driveway. I mean, I, I, what I meant by fan, I mean, like, some of the stuff was pretty 80s, and I'm like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not jamming Michael Stanley deep cuts. No. Yeah, I don't have an album. But, like, either. let's get on the road again, and Lover, and he can't love... I mean, those, I just... Um, so, yeah, so, man, there's a lot of wild deaths uh, in yep. Cleveland history. Um and Les Levine passed away not too long ago either. So it's yeah, like... that's. I didn't really realize that Les Levine could have gone national, and I think I can't remember if they said he might have taken a gig somewhere for a little bit once, and then he came back and was like, "Never again." Like, it's just not the same. Um, and it was <clears throat> he didn't like trash anyone, but at the same time, I think he was like, you know, you look at the L.A. or the the New York audiences, and they're they just want a different thing. They and, want like I want to be, be in the, Cleveland. Yeah, well, New York and all that. I, I, I don't live there, but they seem like they want you to be the hot take, like the what? Uh, what's his name? Mad Dog Riz, Ruzo or Mad Dog, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, mm-hmm. you know. And then in LA, I, I don't know. And you even got Colin Cowherd, who's like ESP. I mean, that's what they want. And yeah. like, Leslie Veen was a pretty, you know. He, I don't know. Never met him. I never met Michael screwed. Stanley, and I never met. Uh, yeah, I never met any of those guys. I met a lot of people um, in Cleveland just because of the guy I worked for back in the day. Les was pretty young, too. I think 64, 66. I think he was 70s, to be honest Maybe early me. 70s. But okay. he had... Uh, um, He'd Alzheimer's. only been off the radio for like a year, right? He was still on the radio. He was still... F- he was still doing spots, but like, wasn't he kind of retired light? Like, yeah. he wasn't doing his, yes. his... Yeah. Yeah, but they let him in. 923 would bring him in all the time. Exactly. He was guest on show. He'd do like yep. a week when yep. filling in for somebody yep. or whatever. I didn't realize he had all yep. time. And then Michael Stanley was still doing a show until he... Yeah. 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 And then Joe Tate... Obviously. Tate was doing nothing. No, Just good loving, for him. loving on Penelope. Yep. I, apparently, he didn't even watch Cavs games after he retired. Really? He yeah. had a bunch of cancer or something like, too. Yeah. It was yeah. like liver, kidney, and then... He was 83. Mm-hmm. Um, that one actually, you know what, man, of all three of those, I was actually, I read that last night and I was doing a home project. Mm-hmm. And that one I actually choked up a little bit because I just remember it was almost every other night, you know, I was, I was running yeah. this stupid fucking machine and I'm by myself and all I could do, you know, you, you run a machine, you hit, and then my machine had uh, 16 turrets, right? And then you, I would have to run the one turret that job from that turret and then measure everything, make sure everything was right. Mm. And dude, it was such like, everything was like an hour long. So I'd sit there and watch coolant splashing all over the place. Yeah. And I would just listen to, you know, there was nothing to do. I didn't have a cell phone at the time. Like it wasn't <laughs> cell phones. Like, you have oh, yeah. now. 
and I wasn't allowed internet access. You know, they mm-hmm. locked down the internet. Oh, you're running the sh- machine anyway. It's not like you could be on your phone while doing. Well, that. you could because as long as you measured your shit, you oh. know what I mean. Everything, you know, you just hit a button and just watch you. it, and it's just cool. So you would listen to. Uh, I would listen to Joe Tate, or I would listen to um, when because uh, I put on WTM all the time, and that was when uh, Cavs were on WTM, I believe. Uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Art Art um, Art from uh, Coast to Coast. Um, and I, I, I listen to a lot of coast to coast, but I get freaked out by coast to coast. Art Bell. Art Bell. And I loved coast to coast, but I'd get freaked out because I'd be like, there was at one point it would just be me and my, myself in, in there. And this is completely illegal and, uh, well, it doesn't matter now, but I'd run a CNC machine by myself at fucking like three in the morning sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like cause I'd work overtime and do this and that and. And uh, Art Bell and the, you know would go from Cavs, Joe Tate to like the Cavs after show to Art Bell, and on the free I'd be running the CNC machine. And then they would shut the lights off in all the other fucking areas of the, the machine shop. <laughs> Just me and my machine. Listen to Art Bell talking about shadow people and UFOs, and I was like twenty, if that yeah. at the time, and I was like, what is going on? Terry Pluto wrote a, a big article about Tate. I didn't. I started to read it, and then uh, kind of had a, a busy day, so I, I, I kind of tabbed it in my brain to, to read later. Uh, yeah, no. So Joe Tate is one of those guys that I, I, I listen to for many moons, and that one that one choked me up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I just uh, calves going left to right on your radio dial. Yeah, I remember like at one point I was like, I loved it. And then I was like, "What the fuck is he saying? They're they're going left to right, but they're going right to left the other way." Like, I was like, "Oh, he's telling you how he sees it. It's going left to right. I I get it. Painting the picture." <laughs> like, I remember like having that thought, and I was like, "Fuck, I love that." And then yeah. every time he said it after that, I'd be like, "Fuck." And he always had those stupid sweaters. Oh you, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, so you know, Godspeed, Joe Tate. Um, you're uh. And Michael Stanley and Les Levine. I don't think we ever talked about much of that. So mm-hmm. honestly. You're kind of right in that, like, the, the biggest one I kind of, like, I was like, oh, man, that, that really sucks was Joe Tate. Probably just because you heard him so much. But, I mean, honestly, the other two are kind of bigger for Cleveland. Like, I, I think of Les as, like, a, a staple in sports Well, and Michael Stanley, radio, I mean, the motherfucker sold out exactly. Blossom, like, 18 it, nights in a row. Exactly. I know I'm exaggerating, but. And, uh, you know what the funny thing is? I guess Tate did it for so long too. That's that's not fair to put him out. Of well, did you hear? I, I was listening to highlights, and there was one where it was uh, Elo and Mark Price, and Mark Price passed it to him, and Elo slams it down, and and he goes, uh, "If there's a Santa Claus, he's from West Virginia," and he was talking about, uh, uh, yeah. So that that was a that, that 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 thing was going all over. If, if there's a Santa Claus, I forget what city he said, but if he says. If there's a Santa Claus, he's from so-and-so West Virginia after the Cavs just yeah. won that game yeah. on a buzzer beater. And he won the Cavs. He watched the Cavs win the championship. So. Yeah. Even if he didn't watch the games, I'm sure he yeah. watched them at. I don't know. I recall. I don't think he watched a game. No shit. Because I remember him basically saying he he felt disconnected from the NBA, the way things had changed throughout his career. And I don't think it was... You know, I think I remember like reading a headline. And I was like, "Fuck Joe Tate! Don't be like a, a racist, or and don't be." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was just on. he. He just basically was saying like, "I loved it when it was me in the Coliseum with twenty thousand people, and they were all moving around the stadium to go meet up with different groups of friends, and then we go went over to the bar and hung out with the Cavs players. Like, 
at some point it was like it's fan service and it's flashy lights and the fireworks indoors and stuff and he's just like I, i'm just not a fan of the product well, dude anymore. in the fucking coliseum and there there's stories of uh people hunting around the coliseum because oh, yeah. of richfield mm-hmm. and shooting at the time the Cavs players are coming walking in yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i went and saw i was at the richfield coliseum twice as a kid once saw the Cavs, they beat the bucks um so that's kind of where my my stardom or my enjoy for uh uh basketball started from and then i went and saw an, a, a wrestling event did the there. lumberjacks play there no lumber lumberjacks were at the gun arena okay um, I saw so many Lumberjack games. But another thing I saw at the Coliseum, and I was so young, but I can remember uh, it was a WWF event. And I just remember. And that's was, all. That's the only thing I think I ever went there for. Yeah, and I, I remember watch, it was Macho Man Ricky Steamboat, I think. And I just remember Macho Man Ricky Steamboat being like, I don't care about either of these guys, but I'm a kid, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. I'm, yeah. Speaking of fights, good fights. They were, except for... Uh, How'd you enjoy to... that Blackowitz-Adesanya fight? Fuck you. <laughs> I missed it, too. I missed it, too. So, look, would, would, how do, do we want to run back on the fights, or do we just want to talk about how... No, sure. I mean, we can. Undercard was dope. That was... that was Everything was dope, um, except for the Peter Yan, and I forget the other guy's name, fight with the XNL Sterling. Knee. Sterling. With the XNL knee. Um, that was kind of weak. Hell, you mean. Then the ladies' fight was awesome. I mean, Amanda Nunes is so fucking. Amanda Nunes, I I don't know. I, you know what's funny is so Amanda Nunes. So there was Ronda Rousey, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was like a few people that like you know Holly Holm, and you mm-hmm. know there's the kind that. And now Amanda Nunes is just like, it doesn't matter. I, like That's I. It. I I, even that girl, that girl, that woman was much bigger than a man Nunes. I'm like, man Nunes is gonna murder this person. Like, yeah. Like I just, man Nunes is a beast, and I love man Nunes, and she's one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. No, just based on size, I was like, you know, this this lady could catch her. Maybe she's outreaches her or something like that. It was clear on the first minute of the fight. Oh, like, for, first out. twenty seconds, there. Probably. Like, I mean, yeah. I I don't. I, you can always make adjustments. I guess is the way I always think about it. Man. And what they're saying now, as I was doing some research, it wasn't an arm bar. They think it was a choke. They think she had him on some inverted triangle choke. Yeah. Because um, the arm wasn't really extended, but she had her legs crossed over um, with the arm back. And when you get a triangle choke, you want the arm over the throat. But what she was doing, she had the arm this way. Exactly. Yeah. So and because was- I noticed at first I thought the lady, like, I... And it was for a split second because obviously she wasn't screaming in intense pain, but yeah. like her arm moved back at one point. And I thought yeah. I thought it got snapped. Like I thought she snapped her arm. Uh, and then uh, when you said that, it actually makes sense because when I realized there wasn't like a catastrophic injury, I was like, yeah. oh, the the arm was actually kind of loose moving, so she probably didn't tap out. Yeah, was, so I I think it was like a combo it, choke it, it, arm bar. Yeah, the arm wasn't really locked in. And I'll say as a guy who's never fought a amateur professional fight in the cage. She should have tried to slide this way and get up and guard, but you're fighting a man Nunez. Yeah. The toughest, best 
women's fighter of all time yeah. in MMA. And that's probably how the, the choke slips in there, too. Amanda Nunes is fighting you for your arm. Yeah. And you're exactly. just like, oh, I you're don't want to get my arm snapped or, or tapped out. But also there's the danger of your arm being broken or hurt. So so then all of a sudden she just slips in the choke. Yeah. And well, because the, cause she could transition to the arm real quick because all she had to do was she had like, an, uh, like a lock and all she had to do was bring her legs over and do the arm. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that... So uh, why you... did why didn't we watch the the Jan Israel fight? <sighs> Fucking Shane! <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. I know he he thinks it is. You don't have to apologize again, Shane. All the right, door so was quick, just, so, the door uh, got so, left open. So before, sweetheart before runs we, out. Yeah. So sweetheart is a uh, a dog we were originally just got to kind of foster and take care of, and then she spent like three nights here, and we were like, ah, oh, we're we're keeping this dog. Yeah. She looks better than she ever has yeah. in the couple of years I've known her. Thank you very much. Um, but she is a runner, and she and for whatever reason, so, uh, they were getting ready to move cars, and Sweetheart got out, and pretty much everyone went on, and she ran off. And she, uh, we did Sweetheart duty, and um, I think by the time, what time did you leave? 2.33 in the morning. Yeah, she still was running around. About four, she came to the backyard. I was able to get up, and I I, I didn't sleep. I was just laying on the couch, like, kind of just like, what's this dog yeah. going to do next? And so I literally was up till 6.30 in the morning. This dog was in my backyard. It ran off, finally got in the backyard, and just was barking in the backyard. And it's a broken dog. I don't know how to explain it. Like, she's such a weird. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, that's true. She's just so skittish. Like you can tell, somebody messed her up at some point in her life, and now she's here, and she does really well here. But except, for, except for when she ran off. I mean, mm-hmm. Shane had her, dude, and she just ran right she through. Squeezed on through, and then it was just. She's not the dog that's gonna come to you if she doesn't want to come to you. Oh, she she. So, so we put a chicken on the front porch, and dancing. she ate the chicken, and then I put a bone on the front porch. She ate the bone, and then eventually she just walked back to the backyard. And at that point, I was like. If it was summertime, after I closed, because it was cold that night. Yeah. Uh, if it was summer, I'd have closed that game. Like, I'm going to bed. That yeah, dog can come in when up. you want to come in. Yep. The dog can bark all at once. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. My neighbors can go fuck off. You know Especially because I mean? you would think that's why she came home so quick. It seems like her MO used to be she'd disappear for days. And the fact that she, she came back in a few hours probably meant she was freezing. Yeah. And then I'd go to the back door like every 20 minutes, half hour. Coming in yet? Yeah. And she would come up and she'd be like. And she would, I, I know you guys could, she'd get zoomies. She'd be like, oh, he's open the door and run off. And then uh, I'd let Raven and Lou out. <laughs> and they, they literally went out. <laughs> they were like, circled right back like, fuck this shit. Why are you letting <laughs> us out? Why this is... Raven and Lou are my other dogs, if you know enough. But <laughs> they went out and they were like, ah, this stuff, that dog's stupid. I don't know why she's out there. And like six in the morning, she, she finally came in. And she was doing the, that whole head and weird... Because she does this weird head thing. Someone beat the shit out of this dog. And she does this head thing where, like... Just bobbing. Constantly. Just bobbing you know. all the time. And she was kind of... And then it was funny. So I, I finally came to bed. And she came in and, like... Her, and someone cut off her tail. Like, she's got a tiny little tail. Um, and her little nub was going. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> I can't believe that idiot thought Khabib was in that one dude's corner. That was Khabib. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, listeners, if you had an idiot friend who was going, hey, look, Khabib's in that dude's corner, 
And you were all like, shut up, you fucking idiot. We all idiot. talked a Yeah, the greatest shit. champion who just retired three months ago is a corner man now. We talked so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Islam Ma- Mahashev's corner. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> it did not look like him. And he's, he's just like, no, he put on weight. I jokingly call him a racist. Like, yeah, okay, they all look the same. We literally talk so much shit to him. You're an idiot. What are you, stupid? Oh, that's him. Yeah, oh, oh, that was him totally, Kyle. Yeah, his face was all chubby and bloated from, like, not having to deal with shit. Yeah, just not weight cutting <laughs> for eight months out of the year. He was like, Khabib's there. That's nice of him. I'm like, that's not Khabib, you stupid idiot. Get out of my house if you're not going to watch UFC. All right, we're running up against it, so we'll have to talk uh, about sorry, uh, Baker and the Aliens next week. But uh, did you watch any of the All-Star Weekend for nope. basketball? I no. didn't watch. I watched zero of that. Yeah. Any reason? Because, nope. I mean, you're playing fantasy basketball. You're probably watching a decent amount of basketball not Cavs-related. You know what I mean? No, I'm not. I don't know. I'm over here. Every time I'm over here, it seems like you're clicking on a random game. Just okay. to watch, maybe watch for a few minutes, but... I'm not watching that much, man. I watch a lot of Cavs, but... I know you always watch a lot of Cavs, but... Even if it's not, like, regular, you're not watching whole games, like, you're probably watching more NBA generally than you have in past years, right? Depends. So when LeBron left that year, the next year, I watched every Cavs game. Oh, yeah, I remember. We were both watching a shit ton. Yep. It was like... Every Cavs game. I don't know, man. I'm not anti-NBA, and it's nothing but... I just... I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm watching that much. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe you. Are, maybe you think I am. I, I maybe know. it just happens that when I'm over here, you are. Because I'm not watching that much. Uh, I'm really not. And maybe it's because we didn't put money on fantasy. And yeah, if we put money on that, I'd be fucking. Well, although I take that. Well, generally I, busier. I don't know. But well, I don't have cable. I, I basically tuned in around like nine thirty or so because the. I don't know if you even know, but the dunk hunt they did everything in one night. I heard the dunk contest. It was sucks. the skills challenge. The it was it was okay. It wasn't great, but I mean, it was pretty good. Did they roll out a Kia? No, no rolling out of Kia. Some dude jumped over two people. A dude like almost kissed the rim, but didn't. And then Kenny Smith's over there, like I'd have kissed the rim. I would have kissed it. And I'm like, Kenny, you were in two dunk contests, and you didn't do anything close to that, girl. right? So shut the fuck, the fuck up. Fuck <laughs> I would have kissed it. No. I- if it would have been me, I would have put... You were literally in that contest. I would have put lube on and had sex with it. Crown Kenny Smith. I guess the, the final round seemed a little disappointing. Didn't watch any of it, to be uh, honest with you. Yeah, I, what day was it? Some good one. It was Sunday. Everything was Sunday. That's what I'm saying. They did the skills oh, well, challenge. Sunday, that was the Sunday the dog ran away, right? Saturday the yes, dog? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I slept till like 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So so they did the skills challenge, the three three point. Then they did the All-Star game, and the dunk contest was at halftime. So I'm over the All-Star game. I don't need to watch them. Well, I, you know what? I was going to kind of check it out. Like, the dunk contest ended, and I think I had finished eating or something because I timed it up, so I was going to eat dinner about the time the dunk contest was on. And then I was like, I'll see what's going on. And then I realized it's not even East versus West. I don't know who's on it's what team. LeBron versus uh, yeah. whomever. And then I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to care. I do miss East versus out. West. I'm, I I. So and the, remember the NFL tried doing that with uh, Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin. They tried to draft people. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. And I don't know. I I guess LeBron's team is like they won last five or whatever. Or they won every time. Ever. Oh, have they? 
Yeah, every every team uh, LeBron I think is like. Drafted. Does he cry every year and get the guy to trade him somebody that he wanted to pick but was saving for later? Probably because he's LeBron. Oh, okay. That's I know you don't like LeBron, him. but I do like. Him. I don't. LeBron is a man. He's again. Cool. What's that? LeBron is a guy. Like he's pretty cool. You know he bought the Tangier in Akron. I don't know if we talked. Uh, I had this. no idea. No. You know he's got this whole. Um, I'll actually have to just. You, you got to pull it up at some point. Like now, looking at the fact that he brought the Tangier, which was like a big concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, totally. Uh, and Michael um, Stanley played there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was concert hall. It was like party venue yeah, catering yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, he bought it, and I think I don't know if he's bulldozing it or if he's just gonna repurpose it, and it's gonna kind of be like. You, you, like, look at the map now, and it's all of a sudden he has these different housing units, and there's the Promise School. Now the Tangiers is going to have, like, offices with, like, financial planning advisors and shit like no that. No so, like, kidding. He's almost making, like, a campus. Uh, yeah. Just, like, a gigantic campus. And it's still a little spread out. It's not like, you know, you go to University of Akron, and it's all in a 10-block radius. You know, it's it's something over here, something over here, something so over here. So when you went to Akron, it's really starting to come did together. you get a speech about having to go to if you went like if you went off campus, you went in groups of people. Um, not a speech because we were law students. Oh, okay, but I'm cousin, sure they did. I'm sure they did. Because my that. cousin went to Akron and was like, if you go off campus, make sure you go with a group of people because it's not even off campus. Like camp, it wouldn't even be off campus. There, there's there's shady areas of campus because no there's there's churches kind of. Akron hasn't done the thing yet where they buy up all the land around it. Okay. And they're starting to do that gentrification process. Um, but at the same time, like, there's churches right on the edge of town. And my brother actually goes to one of those churches. And they're, like, they're non-denominational Christian. And they're the people that are, like, Just they, be good. homeless people are sleeping on the outside. They're not the people that are putting up fucking different things Spikes to keep them away that, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's just, yeah. like, okay, church is starting. You guys got to kind of, like, yeah. move on. And then, you know, two or three blocks from that... Like, between that church, which is on, I can't remember if it's Market or Exchange, Market, Exchange, either way, a couple blocks up from that, between that and the Art um, Museum of Art, there's, like, a, the biggest homeless shelter in the, the city. And then, you know, I mean, it's just, a, it's a weird city in general. And then they were building, like, this really nice housing downtown and they definitely had to i know that the the school had to be telling people like there's there's serial rapists in the area and if like it's weird because you would think i'm walking 10 blocks from the edge of campus like where the law school is one of the kind of better like not that it's like be like the main area law school is a little off from that and then you'd be walking five or five or ten blocks to downtown like within a couple blocks of the stadium you'd think like that's pretty good but like no no, not at all. No kid. Yeah, because my cousin told me my cousin went there. Which is also weird because it's like where the bar scene is too, right there. There was the old 69 Taps and most of the kind of. 69 Taps, we went there together. The, the downtown kind of bars as opposed to like the ones right by campus. I love that. Like, because no one knows. Like, I've known you since fifth grade or fourth grade or sixth grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I'm like, oh, 69 Taps, when we went there, people would be like, great, you went to a bar with that. <laughs> yeah. No, my cousin was telling me like they. When they were, like, freshmen, there was an introduction, like, do not, you know, if you're going to go somewhere, go in groups. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I, I remembered, you know, because there was, there was a good amount of people that went to Akron, and, you know, you just meet them and whatever. And it was, it was like, well-known among us, just as adults. Like, you know, I ran 
my apartment in the the places I was looking at when I went to move down there, like I ran, I run crime checks on the neighborhoods and stuff. And I was okay. like, okay, this isn't great. Yeah. And then just meeting people early on down there. Oh yeah. And like learning you're kind of new to town. Everybody would kind of tell you like, Hey, you know about the, and by like the second or third week you're there, you're like, yeah, I, I kind of got the lowdown already. Like, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was, uh, it's a mixed up place down there a little bit. It's weird because you could drive through it during the day and be like, hey, everything looks great. And, like, if you don't know, like, you can definitely be in the wrong. I I've, I was definitely more worried in Akron than I ever was down in Columbus. And I found myself in some walking home from downtown Columbus back to, like, campus, like, miles away at 3 in the morning. Dude, I blacked out one time in Lakewood. Dude, here's a complete difference. I blacked out one time in Lakewood. I'm sure I'm telling you that. Anyway, I blacked out in Lakewood coming from... Uh, a co-worker's party and they lived like four streets away and i was walking and i end up on fucking um not detroit uh, fuck anyway i ended up on one of the main streets and was just kind of stand there and i'll never forget people coming and i'm blacked out and i only know this because they walked me home <laughs> they were like, let's get you home, buddy. You know, and you know me as a drunk. I'm oh, not nice. angry. I'm a very happy, like, oh, yeah, what's up? You know, yeah. like, let's get a drink. They're like, no, I want to get you home. And they literally walked me. And the only reason I know is because, like, uh, my roommates at the time were like, yeah, you had a group of people walking. <laughs> <laughs> so the best way I can describe it, being, and maybe this was just me being stupid, 18 to 22 year old. Yep. Like, one time I left the, the Bone Thugs concert downtown, and me and my friend, like, didn't end up room in the car. We were already super stoned and had still joints left. We're like, we're going to smoke some joints and walk home. We, like, get lost, which, is like, is <laughs> weird because the concert venue is on, the, like, the edge of downtown, and we could have just went through this one street to find our way back to campus and go. But we cut through downtown. We end up on, like, a loading dock smoking some weed <laughs> and shit behind some business, and it looks like an industrial park. I'm like, how did we even get here? And we're still, like, fine. And I have, like, a knife. I was carrying a knife in my pocket. I'm like, I'll be okay. I went to Akron. My hand isn't in my pocket on my knife. It's like, know how to get your wallet out and give it to them as fast as possible. It was funny because I I, I went to go walk down towards Detroit. And I came back the other way. And I'll never forget the house party watched me. And they were cheering me on. So I walked, like, halfway down Detroit. And I come back. And they're like, yeah. And I walk back up. What's Detroit? Man, why can't I think of the road that's right there? Anyways, I made up that main road, and I start walking this way, and there people must have been bar hopping, and I was, and my house was completely out of the way, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm probably standing there. Oh, you're talking about the one, so not Detroit at the one end of Springdale, um, Madison. Madison. I Madison. made it up to Madison, and I was right by Buckeye Brewing and everything. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I was like right there. <laughs> I'm just kind of standing there, like, and I'm like, Ey. oh yeah, that's not even a rough area. <laughs> no, not they were just worried about you. Yes, you're gonna wander into traffic. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, why don't we get you home? And so I'm like, ah, oh, regard, you know. <laughs> so like, they were legit, like, oh, the whole group of people, like, ah, you know, they got, and I'll never forget. I walk. I'm gonna around. make a podcast one day. <laughs> this is gonna be called slur speech. <laughs> That'd be perfect for you, bud. <laughs> And then they end up, like, I remember them telling me, because I started, like, because I, I started to sober up, because, like, it was a long walk for not a long walk. <laughs> and I remember one point being like, 
I remember looking like, who are you? People are like, hey, we're walking you home. I'm like, all right. You're know? not going to rob me, are you? <laughs> nope. We're going. We're going You're not going to gonna try and fuck me when we get back, are you? I mean, are you? <laughs> because. I'm totally not down for that. <laughs> <laughs> wink. Wink. And they got me, and I'll never forget. So I get into my roommate's. It's like 8 30 at night. Because I remember starting to sober up and walk in, like, these people want to bed. And I didn't go to bed. I fucking laid right in the middle of the living room and passed out. <laughs> like, I didn't. Like, I literally was like, walked in the door and just, like, kind of came in. I was like, hey, roommates. And just laid down. <laughs> hey, roommates. Joseph. <laughs> The party's back. <laughs> and I remember the people they, are still on the board. You know what the best part is? I remember they sent me pictures of me laying down in the middle of the thing. And, like, they weren't partying anything that night. But it was just funny because I remember laying down in the middle of the thing. And, like, of course, Lou was right on top of me. Like, this is my guy. We're sleeping. This is where we're sleeping tonight. <laughs> Deal with it. Nobody have sex with him. <laughs> Unless it's one of those people out there. He was cool with it. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, you got D&D to go to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get, we're coming Got to go. All right, talk to you later. Take it easy. Bye.